You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. Right on 107.7 The Franchise. The Franchise OK. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, whatever you're listening to this to. um, Wherever, you know, we appreciate it. Uh... Matt, Brady Trantham here, Madison Morris to my right, and then to my left, it's the second consecutive podcast where we've had a guest, another great one tonight. You know him, you love him from Channel 9 in Oklahoma City, Mr. Steve McGeehy, one of the best in the biz, one of the nicest guys in the biz, friend of the franchise. Whoa! Steve. Blushing. Paycheck's in the mail. Yeah, thank, thank you for all the kind words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, just got a brown nose. That's, that's how you make it in this business. I only come on when we beat Indiana at home. That's, that's it. That's part of it. It's in your contract. Good. Um, but yeah, the Thunder do defeat the Indiana Pacers tonight, 107-99. to And it was thanks in large part to a huge third quarter. Um, this, guys... Going into tonight, the Thunder have a five-game home stretch. In order for them to flip the script, I really thought that tonight was so pivotal. Just just going back to the Memphis game the other night, just an abysmal disaster of a game. Um, they needed to not just getting back. They, they didn't just need a win. They need to have fun mm-hmm. while they're doing it. They need, they need to look like pre-All-Star break Oklahoma City. And I thought tonight with that 24-0 explosion in the third quarter, which was – the second longest in Thunder history. I don't know what the first longest, unless you know, Steve. I know. Or top of my head, no, yeah. I don't. I do not. Um, it's the longest this season, for sure, according to the Thunder. But um, it just seemed like, yeah, this this looked like a game that if you just watched it and didn't know when it came on or when it was played, it probably happened sometime in February just by the way that they looked. Yeah, first first half, I mean, right at the, after tip-off. Uh, they won the tip, and they looked engaged. They looked interested in playing in the game. That didn't happen in Memphis two nights ago yeah it happened in Toronto Friday night but uh, they looked interested and uh, you know you're starting to wonder when Indiana took an early double digit lead there in the third quarter I'm like oh no it's going the wrong way and then out of nowhere they go on a run I think PG hits a three Grant hits a three Russell hits a three and next thing you know they've scored 24 straight and Indiana tried to recover there and Bogdanovich down the stretch made it interesting but did he lead all scorers let me see I, th- I think he had yeah he had 28. He did, he had 20, well, Paul George had 31. Okay. 30, 30. 28. Okay. But he yeah. had six threes, though. <laughs> six out of nine. That's yeah, crazy. the Pacers would not die. No. Um, but <laughs> the thing about tonight, and another reason why it kind of looked like pre-All-Star break Oklahoma City is, yeah, the Thunder got out to that big 24-0 run in the third quarter, but just like in every single NBA game, their opponent made a run to kind of – Hold they, your breath. Yeah, I think they went on an 11-4 run to end the third quarter. Mm-hmm. But the Thunder answered every little mini run that the Pacers would throw at them. And Madison, I think – I mean, it was really noticeable just from tonight because, I mean, we pointed, I pointed out to you um, uh, right before we went on, but just going back to what I said earlier, it just looked like that this team had a lot of fun. And even going back to that Russell Westbrook lob to Terrence and, like, the guys were high-fiving. And I know that's a little cliche, and it's like, who cares about that? But this team has not had fun in right. this stretch. And even going back to that Toronto win on Friday night, yeah, they won. They had a big second half, but it they didn't necessarily look like they were loving every single minute of it because they had to fight for everything in that match. Yeah, and they haven't won here on their home court in a while, so that's why I really think that they got back to having fun tonight. And like Brady said, yeah, they were slapping high fives. They were smiling. You saw Russell rock the baby tonight. It was just there's a lot of things going on tonight that none of us have seen in quite a while just because they have had uh, their post-All-Star break woes. But, I mean, kind of like Brady was saying, the Thunder had a retaliation for every single 
single thing that the Pacers did tonight. I mean, yes, the Pacers were able to hit some timely shots. They were able to make some good plays, but the Thunder were able to take it back down and do the exact same. And that's kind of why they were able to stay ahead the entire third quarter and to finish the game. So it was just, it was kind of a nice, refreshing sight to see the Thunder uh, actually enjoying the game of basketball (laughs) and actually uh, having some answers to, I mean, Bogdanovich, DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner. It was just, it was really nice to see these guys really get out there and start playing the game of basketball like they have before. So yeah, kind of the first quarter was good. Second quarter was a little woeful and that's why they had to go to the locker room with I think like an eight or nine point deficit. Mm. But I mean, obviously the third quarter is where it all just turned around and they weren't, they didn't have to look back from there. Yeah, there was a much more optimistic energy throughout the game. I mean, despite the 11 point, I think that was the the largest deficit the Thunder faced tonight. Um, and I think uh, Todd Lisenby from the franchise put this out, this stat out. I think this is the sixth time, 16th time in the last 19 games the Thunder have been down double digits at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, going into tonight, you know, the Thunder, like Madison said, three three game home losing streak. In uh, all three of those games, the Thunder were down at least 19 points. So, yeah, it, it, to say that this was a huge win, you know, it's kind of – it's, it's an understatement for sure, and I know we probably said that all on Friday. I think they're all huge wins at this yeah, point. Yeah, they are all huge <laughs> wins, but again, it's just, it looked like it looked like the Oklahoma City Thunder at their best. Russell and, was tremendous, I thought. I don't know about you two, but mm-hmm. his leadership was, that's key for the rest of the, the season and also in the playoffs. If Russ plays like he did tonight, there's a good chance they're going to win the game. He played with, uh, as I mentioned, poise. He played under control. He played fast. He took wise shots. He hit two threes. One of them, the first one, I think, rattled in. But uh, yeah. we'll take it. We'll take it. But he played well, and he got everyone involved. And Adams yeah, was we, involved. We, we, we Jeremy need, Grant had five threes. You know, as great as, like like you said, Steve, as great as Russell played, and he played fantastic. But, I mean, again, don't don't tell him that or don't ask him how he was able to that or he'll next question your ass. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's, he's, he's, he's odd when it comes to that. When they win, it seems like it's a next question. And when they lose, he's, he's he will, he wants he to talk will, about it. He'll be a little uh, – yeah, he'll he'll explain. But we all we all know how he is. That's just the way he is. We have to deal with it. You know, just appreciate. I mean, he's a very talented. I've never seen a guy be thirty feet from the brass basket, then two seconds later he's going in for a layup. That's, he's that fast. Yeah, it's he, just amazing. He looked like the athletic freak that he he is tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, as the second possession of the game, he just got a rebound and outran the Pacers all by himself and got to the rim for an easy bucket. I hope Adams can keep up with what he started tonight. Yeah, he's, yeah. this last couple of games. Yeah, Memphis this, especially it was like, where's he at? He disappeared. This was if he can play like this. That's right. another, another feather in the cap for the uh, Thunder moving forward. Yeah, I mean, this was such a huge game for Steven just because, just because of the things you said, Steve. I mean, he's he's been, you know, not just the last few games. He's been a completely different player since the All Star break, and you know, it could be something to do with like he might be dealing with something physically. You know, it, it's always yeah, seems you, like you never know until yeah. exit interviews. Like, oh my gosh, he's like, oh. he's ready to fall off. It's like. <laughs> And yeah. you hate to criticize the guy because he's so nice and I know. friendly. And yeah, exactly. Like, it, it did feel a little odd to criticize Steve Nams for the last few. It mm-hmm. seems like I've been on him for about a week and a half. Yep. It's like I understand all the, the responsibilities that he has that that are really hard to kind of see with your yes. you know first glance. I understand all that, but he just hasn't been the same player. But tonight, yeah, Adams was the hugest difference in the first half, and he he really kept that play going in the second half. He didn't fall off like he typically will do. Um, the Thunder 
you know, when they were down 11 points, it wasn't for a prolonged stretch. The, the Pacers would go up 11, then the Thunder would score a bucket the next possession to go down nine. It wasn't that big of a deal. But if Adams doesn't have the first half he has, the Pacers could have really put their foot mm-hmm. on the Thunder's throw, and who knows how this game could have gone. But um, I asked Steve, or I asked Billy in the uh, post-game interview about Steven's play, and he thought that he, he said it three times in his answer that he thought Steven was just incredibly do- dominant tonight. And I, I can't remember, Madison, when was the last time that we could say after a game that Stephen Adams dominated tonight because it hasn't uh, been in some time. Well before the All-Star break, definitely. Like, it has not – I don't really think there's been a single game after the All-Star break where, I mean, he hasn't played entirely poorly, like, every single game after the All-Star break. But, I mean, he really hasn't been a topic of conversation either. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy how one guy can make such a big difference. And when Stephen Adams – has I I mean at one point he had six of the Thunder's first nine points he just I think that was just such a key to their success tonight is because these guys kept feeding Steven Adams the ball and that's where he is most dominant is when he is able to just really get the basketball underneath the rim he's able to put it in he's able to have that confidence down there and that's when they're going to be able to shoot out ahead rather than allow their opponent to come in super strong to start the game so I mean I'm not the only one who says this all the time. We see tweets all the time that says, feed Steven Adams. Like, that is going to be such a key to success. And he had 10 real quick points there in the first quarter. So it was just, it was a great night for Steven Adams just because he was able to just really control this game from the get-go. Yeah, 11 to 14 on the night. Just, he just looked so much more sure-handed. It wasn't just, it wasn't just he was the, the benefactor of some missed buckets and he was wide open under the rim and just cleaned it up. He he earned a lot he of his He had to work ba- for his yeah. points. He had to yeah. earn a lot of his baskets and he also was the recipient of some really nice passes, especially I think the first bucket the Thunder scored was an accidental pass from Terrence yeah. Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. Terrence was trying to hit I thought it was gonna be a turnover yeah. and then all of a sudden Adams got it and <laughs> no, it, was, too. it was funny, like uh Terrence was trying to hit Jeremy coming off of a elbow screen on the free throw line and just threw it as hard as he could and it went right through Jeremy's like right over Jeremy's shoulder and it went right into Steven's you know bread basket and he finished the um, finished the uh, the play and it was funny because my eyes were still locked on 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 Terrence as soon as he threw it he kind of like clenched his body and grabbed his arm and it looked like the body language was oh damn it <laughs> it's like I threw that pass to oh he scored never he mind scored. he's like dime that's a dime thank you um, but yeah it just Steven looked like his old athletic self tonight, catching passes, finishing at the rim, fighting for loose balls, uh, getting offensive boards. What do you have, seven offensive or eight offensive rebounds? Seven. Yeah, seven offensive rebounds. Probably should have had eight. That that call late in the fourth quarter, uh, over the back call, I, I, that, was, that was tough. But on the next possession, they get Darren Collison for a makeup. And he finished yeah. with only one foul. How many yeah. times has Adams only had one? I mean, there's some games where Adams will pick up three fouls in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> him, like, him, <laughs> him or Terrence. Yeah. And, you know, in typical Thunder fashion, and I feel like that they do this all the time, so I think Thunder fans are going, after I explain this, Thunder fans are going to want me to say the Thunder will not win the title this year because I wrote this big, long opus about how the Thunder cannot defend without they cannot defend without fouling. And that has been the main culprit in this post-All-Star break stretch of why they've lost so many games. And I kind of posed the question, are they able to do it? And I kind of alluded to, I don't think so, just because they have to play so aggressive. And if you get an officiating crew that are that is willing to call like those mm-hmm. kind of 50-50 calls, it's going to be in They the, let them play a little. Yeah, they let the Thunder play. So, again, in typical Thunder fa- um, um, 
you know, the order of how things go, I put that article out tonight, and then the exact opposite happens. They read yeah. it yeah. and motivated them to do it. Yeah, well. they they finished the first <laughs> quarter. <laughs> they finished the first quarter with two fouls, yeah. and they don't get they don't put the Pacers in the bonus in the first three minutes. And that's why they one of the reasons why they won too. Yeah, they, they, they in just, the last time in Indiana, Sabonis had twelve free throws all by himself. And tonight they only had six free throws in the game, <laughs> 11 attempts. So that's another one of the reasons why they won. Yeah, I, I tweeted, they kept the Pacers off the line. I tweeted out in the fourth quarter at some point. I was like, if, I feel like the Pacers and the Thunder met at All Star break and said, we've got two games against each other in the next few weeks. Let's just agree to have sucky third quarters each, and uh, we'll just call <laughs> we'll it call even. It yeah. Yeah. And we're also forgetting a major thing in this game: the Thunder only had six turnovers, yep. and usually Russell has about six to eight himself. And we had two tonight. Yeah, he only had two. And uh, it was just, I thought that was a really big factor in this game just because the Thunder have not been the best at taking care of the ball as of late. And so tonight they were really able to kind of lock down on that and not have a lot of sloppy turnovers. I think they had two, uh, there was like a period where they had like two kind of back-to-back turnovers. And I mean, if that's just two out of six, like boom, boom, then that's really not too bad because I mean, that's just like a little period in the game instead of like a giant stretch throughout the game. So I thought they were just a lot more efficient at taking care of the ball tonight and that really made a big difference. Yeah, surprisingly in this bad stretch of play, their turnovers haven't really been the main focus no, as to what, like- have, that, They didn't have many in Memphis, but no, they it's, just couldn't make a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing, one thing I thought was interesting, um, the Pacers are probably, I think they're still the best fourth quarter defense in the entire NBA. Uh, you saw a lot of that in, uh, a few weeks ago in that Thunder loss in Indianapolis. Uh, we so, needed a moving clock in that fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you could just see it coming. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. they can't get out of this fourth quarter fast, fast enough. And then and that, that, that mm. played into tonight with, uh, you know, if the Thunder didn't score in the fourth quarter, I mean, the Pacers scored 30 points. In the fourth, uh, that was the most. That those were the most points that they scored in any of the quarters. Like they had 27 in the first quarter, um, but the Thunder's ability to answer tonight, um, any Pacer run was just. It was a good sight to see because, I know people will kind of say, well, it's like, well, yeah, the Memphis game was a complete another disaster and a stinker. But you know, we're saying all the same things that we said after the Toronto game, and in some respect, that's true. Mm-hmm. But it just really seemed like the Thunder played like they were the better team tonight against a really good quality opponent in the Pacers, and they answered every little thing, no matter if it was a scoring run, no matter if it was uh, somebody getting hot from the three-point line, they would go out and try and stop that. Um, Sabonis had a really nice first half, and they 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 didn't really shut him down the second, but they really slowed him down. So it, it just – it was – it was a nice sight to see. I miss Sabonis, but I, I understand the trade though. It was a good, it was a good trade for both teams. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's happy. Um, I was on Locked On Pacers uh, yesterday, and they're still calling it the Sabonis Oladipo trade more so than the Paul George trade. But you know, hap- good for them. It worked for everybody. So no doubt. Hopefully, that's how most trades will go. Doubtful. Uh, uh, James Harden for Stephen Adams is. Uh, Ooh, yikes. Uh, depending on your affiliation. Well, if you, <laughs> if you had the collective bargaining agreement you do now, back then Harden would probably still be with the Thunder, maybe. So, Ooh. but back then it was. Uh, I didn't know they all used to play. I did not know that <laughs> <laughs> on the same team. Um, yeah. Uh, again, it's it's a really good opportunity for this team uh, going into their next four games, all at home. All against really good opponents. I think it. What they got Denver on Friday night, 
Dallas on a Sunday, Sunday awesome afternoon. afternoon. We'll all be at, we'll all be home by seven. That's going to mm, be fun. That's going to be great. Uh, the Lakers with possibly LeBron James. I um, hope so because he wasn't here the last yeah. time. Yeah, I, I want to see. Hate, I hate LeBron. it for those fans who buy tickets in advance to see exactly. somebody from another team and then and then they don't play. They don't play. That sucks. Yeah, and then I think they end off the stretch with uh, Detroit. If the Thunder can Detroit, watch out. Yeah, good. Blake Griffin's playing like 2015 Blake Griffin mm-hmm. again. Um, Healthy. Yeah, if the Thunder can go four and one, I, I think that's I, just strong. That's it, it's good. it's it, it's a really good look. It's a really good springboard into the postseason. It would hopefully, you know, because I think what do they have to finish? What well, they were forty eight wins last year. They're forty. What are they? Forty four and thirty one right now. They man. can win four. Man, man, seven games left. Like it, four and three. Because after the stretch, they have one more home game, and it's against Houston. Houston, and then the final game is on the road at Milwaukee, but. I'm assuming that Milwaukee's probably going to rest a lot of people. Oh, they're already yeah. dealing with a ton of unfortunately timed injuries. But right. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Having nice. such a great season and then you're losing a player like every game. Uh, Giannis mm-hmm. needs to win MVP. I'm sure they'll they'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, guys, I, I didn't ask for questions tonight just because Madison and I have to go do some other things. I have to write the story still. Um, so we wanted to get this really quick. Steve's got fatherly duties to, to Good about. win. Yeah. It's just the question is, can they be consistent win again Friday? Can they win two games in a row? Well, the Thunder are inconsistent, so... Well, it's time to be so consistent. Yeah. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that's where we're just going to let it lie. We have a quick, easy, short podcast for everybody because the last few have been pretty long, but they've kind of demanded it with the poor play and the, oh, they beat, they won in Toronto? Who does that? There was just a lot Jeremy to break Lamb. down in those other ones. So, I mean, tonight it was pretty just – it's kind of straightforward. It's just the Thunder finally got back to their winning ways. They finally got a lot of uh, loose ends tied up. So, I mean, it was a good win for them. It was a crucial win for them. And, I mean, it, it would be nice to see them carry this over in the next four games. I didn't think they'd lose four games in a row at home. There's no way. I didn't, I didn't think no so. Way. That was my only reasoning why they were going to win tonight. Right. I don't see them losing four games in a row at home. Well, the Pacers now have lost, what, eight or nine consecutive road games? Nine now, I believe. Yes. Well, when you're down your best player, it's probably then you're susceptible That's amazing that. how well they're doing without Victor Oladipo. That's no. true. No, they'll beat Boston. They'll beat Boston if they play Boston in the first round. I hope that happens so bad. <laughs> I just want to see that team crumble. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, Boston fans, if by whatever reason you listen to this. The playoffs this year are going to be great. Eastern. For once on both sides. Yeah, Eastern Conference is going to be fun. I might tune into that a little bit more than the West. I mean, the West might have the NBA TV game this year in yeah, the first round. Sure. Um, it might be the Thunder if they don't flip the script. Uh, but quick program, pro, programming note before we get out of here. Uh, I will be on the post-game show on the franchise, 107.7, 107.9 Tulsa on Friday night. Madison will still be in the arena doing the locker room stuff, doing her awesome job. Uh, Sunday afternoon, evening, whenever the postgame show will begin for that. It was at like 5. Madison and I will both be on the postgame, so everybody tune in to all that fun stuff. Steve McGee, thank you so much. Thanks for having me thank on. You, Steve. Of course, of course. You classed. You know, I told Sam Mays on the last pod that he classed up the pod way too much, and you really <laughs> took that, and uh, you, you just you took it to a whole new level. <laughs> Oh, uh, you think? It, yeah, no, it was perfect. It kind of worked <laughs> out perfect. If the Thunder are going to have a disastrous game like they had against Memphis, you need Sam Mace to just basically tear, Oh, yeah, tear, he'll, he'll, yeah. He'll, he's not shy. Yeah, yeah. You, you That's need, what you like about Sam. He's you, not going to sugarcoat <laughs> anything. You need Sam he's to – He's going to tell you what's on his mind. Exactly. And then the Thunder have a really good win, and they show a lot of optimistic things moving forward. So who better than have Steve on? So I think it's it uh, – yeah, Let's it, do it again Friday night. Let's, let's do it.
Let's try to do it again. Hells yeah. Well, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this very short OKC82 podcast. Thanks to Steve McGee once again for joining the show. Uh, but for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. The Thunder defeat the Pacers 107-99. to Good night, everybody. <laughs>